Welcome to Sea Time, everybody, the off-road show that brings you all the results, news, and online shenanigans that make being online a good time. We'd like to say thank you to Fly Racing for their support of Sea Time. Please go check. Welcome to Sea Time, everybody, the off-road show. Welcome to Sea Time, everybody. Brian Pierce here, episode 72. So, as you may have noticed with the little introduction, we've been pushing buttons and we've been figuring things out, but we've been having a good time doing it, and we're doing it here for you. Like I said on episode 72. So one of the things that we just found out at the end of January is that the Big Sky XC, well, middle of January is when we found out that the Big Sky XC was getting canceled. And then very quickly after the fact, before I think it even settled in most people's minds what that meant with that race getting canceled, the way people were talking about it is that the race was back. But the race was back in a different way. The AMA stepped in and the guys Joe Miller and Jamie Kabosh, we're going to figure out if I pronounce that correctly in a minute. Maybe it's Kabish. Maybe it's Kabisha. I don't know. We're going to find out. They stepped in, and they really did some awesome things for the sport, for the race, uh, for the you know Big Sky Resort up there in Montana where the race is going to be held. So it is now an amateur national off-road championship event. So the exact same thing that you would see at Loretta Lynn's uh, for the motocross side of things, and if you were to do dirt tracks over in the western side, that's what this is going to be for the off-road world. So we're going to talk with those guys tonight, uh, Joe Miller and Jamie last name to be Kabish. pronounced how is it Kabish. you can call him the commish commish we'll call him the commish and the commish we'll figure out a little bit about uh everything that they had to do to get that going tonight they are actually in the bar right now at big sky resort so if you're thinking oh i'm a parent i want to bring my kids and you want to figure out if it's a good time or not pay attention to how much fun these guys have on the internet tonight because that could be you in the near future come August. So, Joe, you're the one who's in the bar right now. Jamie's at his son's game. We're trying to figure all that out, but it's going to happen. We want to know, how is your evening going, kind sir? It's going great. I don't, you can't have a bad evening if you're hanging out at one of the establishments up here at Big Sky Resort. Um, sitting right now in the Carabiner, which is in the Summit Hotel. Uh, beautiful place. I think it's. Uh, I think actually we're in the middle of the Big Sky um, bluegrass festival and there's a band going on i think in an hour and a half so it's a uh, it's a good place having a good time i like it so what you're telling me is we we have about an hour an hour limit and that's well, you can stay on as long as you want and listen to the music if you want <laughs> I, I, unfortunately we might get uh you know we might get sued for some kind of copyright infringement because you know i don't have license to do anything actually it's quite unfortunate i just use the internet as a medium to try to screw with people I don't think that's a big word of bluegrass. Yeah, that's true. Bluegrass, they're like, whatever. Listen to our music, have fun, drink a beer, goof off, maybe go dance with a lady or a man, you know, whatever your preference might be. Okay, so what did you have for dinner? I saw you eating some uh, some little buffalo wings there or something like that. What was the what was the deal? Any special sauce? So I know I've got myself. You won't touch them. Yeah? Was it good? So yeah, they have. Actually, this is the first time we had wings here. They're actually really good. Kind of crispy. Love them. I like it. I like it. Okay, so I have to say that you're from Idaho, or you guys, we, we, you know Brian Elliott, who's kind of from the Idaho area. He's from, he's a Montana Inn, and then Dale Spangler is a big friend of you guys up there in Idaho. So for those of you who don't know, that Seat Time is being brought to you guys by Fly Racing this year, 2013. Super happy to have them on as a title sponsor. So that's how we're going to start this off. But. We're mainly here to talk about the fact of the Amateur National Off-Road Championship that's going to be coming up uh, August 24th and 25th. 
so if you could maybe give us a little bit of a lead-in um, onto kind of how all that came about that you guys that the race was canceled and then you guys had to save the race okay uh it was an odd month i'll tell you that we uh we had we knew that we had an insurance claim uh months ago but it was pretty minor so we just didn't really pay much attention to it and two weeks ago about two weeks ago um we found out that our insurance policy had denied the claim and um, that kind of started some conversations with the resort. They weren't happy with that. And um, so they just determined that if our insurance policy wasn't going to pay for it, uh, we, need, we needed to end the, end the event. Um, so that's how it all started. And that was a Friday. And I didn't, we didn't announce it was canceled until Wednesday. We had some conversations between then and Wednesday, trying to patch things up, trying to talk with our insurance company to figure stuff out. Uh, canceled it on a Wednesday. Got a call on Friday of that same week with uh, from the resort saying, "Sorry, we want this thing to happen," and uh, got it back on. In the background, we had the AMA working um, a lot. I mean, honestly, I didn't do anything. I just I, I threw my hands up in the air and said it was the event was over. Um, and the AMA kind of they were our cheerleaders a and kind of a lot of a lot of emails phone calls just saying don't give up we're working on this uh and so they were doing a lot of work in the background to make sure that we had the right insurance policy that we could assure the resort that uh, what we had was the appropriate type of policy and so in my mind i think the ama they, they're the ones that did the heavy lifting behind the scenes i couldn't even tell you all the all the things that went on but um if it wasn't for for Chuck Weir and the AMA, um, we wouldn't be we wouldn't be on the online with you right now. So, pretty excited about that. Yeah, no, for sure. Um, it's it's kind of funny because I had emailed Chuck when all this was kind of going on. Saying, you know, when I immediately got the press release about the the national championship coming and you know essentially Big Sky being back, I was like, Chuck, I need to know what's going on. I want to talk with you. We need to be on seat time. We need to, you know, figure all this stuff. I just, we want to know. I want to tell people about this. And he was like, Joe Miller, Jamie, the Kabish, you know, those are, those are the guys, uh, those are the guys you need to talk to. And I was like, all right, well then that's, what's going to happen. So those are the guys we're going to talk to. So that's how, for you, you're kind of wondering, you know, how we kind of got in touch with Joe and uh, Jamie. That's how we got in touch with them was through Chuck Weir. Um, and he had a, he had a lot of good say a lot of good things to say about these guys. I yet to think that that's true, but we're gonna keep figuring it out. One question though, I noticed that you have a nice little beverage there. So what are you drinking tonight? I'm drinking a uh, Bozone Hefeweizen. It's a local beer, um, College Town, just north of here, Bozeman, Montana. Super cool town, and so actually I should be having we have a brewery here in Big Sky. I actually should be representing them. Lone Peak Brewery. The next when she comes back here, I'm gonna get a Lone Peak Brewery here, probably an IPA. Nice, man. Uh, you don't know this. Everybody else does, unfortunately. But I can't have beer anymore, so I'm having a Tito's and uh, pomegranate juice kind of concoction here. But the fun thing is, is that it's in my seat time glass. You see this? Do you have one of these seat time pint glasses? Mine's mine's blank. I don't so have so no, yours is completely worthless. Um, cause it's, it's definitely not cool, but we'll have to get, what's that? 
figured that out awfully quick in the interview. Well, no. Yeah. Yeah, I did. But no, I don't think so. I don't think so. It's okay. Well, when your waitress comes back, we'll definitely have to make sure that you get yourself that IPA. And if possible, we'd love to have her on. Um, we like talking to random people and finding out new information. So, you know, whenever that's Actually, possible. I think she's a little creeped out by this. She's been avoiding me. I think she thinks I'm like uh, online dating or something. Well, uh, trying to wave her down for a while. I don't. I don't. I don't want to distract you from the actual situation, but I did log in with uh, my Match.com account. So, <laughs> is that is that not what this is? No, it's cool. Okay, good. We'll we'll fake it for a little bit longer, just like you always do when you're dating somebody online. Uh, she just took off again. Ah. I, can't, I can't even get eye contact now. <laughs> <laughs> the best Tuesday night in Montana ever. <laughs> I like it. Okay. So give us a little bit about your background, though. Okay, so it sounds like you've been involved with the, you know, the Big, Big Sky Resort for, for a long time. So give us some backstory a little bit on the Big, the Big Sky cross-country race that's been going on there for the past four years. Okay. Um, I haven't been here for a long time. I'm actually from Iowa. Uh, moved out here after college. So I've been out here for a little bit over a decade now. And moved out here to work for the resort. Wanted to be a ski bum for a little while. Uh, didn't want to get a didn't even want to get a real job quite quite yet. And had actually when I moved out here, I had nothing. I wasn't involved with dirt biking. I, I quit racing motorcycles when I was in high school. I'd gotten hurt so many times. Went to college. Um, had quit altogether. Came out here to snowboard. And um, ended up getting a real job. Now I'm a banker. Uh, and had met Jamie the commish through banking, and one day he just asked me if I wanted to borrow one of his bikes. We went out for a trail ride, got hooked, went and bought a new bike. I don't know, that was six, seven years ago. And at, at some point between then and now, the resort had approached Jamie about. Oh, uh, want to get you in on the, these guys want to get you in on the show. Just, what is it? It's an online show. I, they can't see you though. You gotta come over. I need to I'll move the camera then. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Come on. Just like, just right here. I I, pro I promise. I'm in Texas. I won't touch. They're from Plano, Texas. Hey. Hey guys. What's going on? She can't hear me though, can she? She cannot hear you. But That's okay. I won't tell her what you're saying. Yes. <laughs> Can I have a? There you go. I got the IPA. There you go. She's they're, cute. They're Good job. I'm married, and my oh. wife's probably watching. That's a I, well. That she's still cute. I mean, that's my wife's upstairs. Is probably in the bathtub, but I'm still. You know. <laughs> yeah, that's what happens when I'm when I'm drinking. You know, and on the internet, my wife goes into the bathtub. So who knows what your <laughs> wife's doing right now, right? That's true. So that's I mean, true. it's okay. It's okay. Everybody's gonna know now, so we'll just might as well go with it. We'll just play it up. It's the IPA's fault. No, it's not. You were sober. I saw your first beer and the wings that you ate. It's not. Nice. It's not fun for anybody. Okay, so you got uh, back into riding because of the kabish, kamish, shemish, kamish. Kamish unfortunately got me back into biking. Oh, I say fortunately, because uh, I love riding bikes around here. Stop. I grew up riding motocross and quit quit that. Love trail riding around Montana. Anyway. So, you know, we have the Great re the great Recession in, what, 2007, 2008? Yeah. And, and I'm no mathematician, but I'll go with that. Okay, perfect. 
and resorts looking for different ways to to grow business, especially in the summer. We've got winter pretty much licked as far as <laughs> right. So uh, they, the, one of the guys in either marketing or PR had contacted Jamie and said, "Hey, um, what do you think it would be like to put on a motorcycle race at the resort?" So Jamie contacted me. We put together a proposal. Uh, shortly afterwards, they told us that was crazy and um, <laughs> nice way to go to hell. And so we moved on, rode bikes, had fun, and then I don't know. It, was, it had to been six, six to nine months later. They called us back and said they were reconsidering. And uh, so we put together a proposal for a race in 2009. Happened really quick, and honestly. It's kind of a blur thing back to that, but did a local race. It had 200, 250 racers show up. They had a blast. It was miserable. And the, the terrain was fun, but it, we made it really hard. We made it, it was so brutal. And um, that was 2009, so that's the background. The next year we joined the West Hair Scramble Series. And that's when we really got involved with Chuck and letting him know what our goals were ultimately with, with Big Sky and how we wanted to grow the event into a national event um, he thought we were crazy because we were out in Montana and so we've spent the last few years convincing him that we've got a really awesome venue out here that's the short version hey no well that's that's not a bad version at all um, I've heard great things you know as I said uh, when I went and rode the qualifier in Idaho we got to meet Brian Elliott and he is a Montanian I don't know if that's the right way to say it but we'll go with that and he has, and being from there, I mean, I would imagine that he is a fanboy of the state, but at the same time, he's always talked about how amazing the Big Sky Cross Country uh, terrain is um, that, that you guys have up there at the resort. Um, so c- could you give us, a, you know, some of the viewers and some of the people listening just a little bit of an idea of how the terrain is up there? I know we've seen a lot of the videos and we know that we've seen it kill a bunch of bikes, but, you know, for if maybe if you're not going out there to race or maybe going out there a little earlier, plan on staying late, what uh you know what people can expect there uh trail wise sure well i'll tell you that what you can get in montana compared to what you get at big sky resort are two different things um i mean if you compare the trails that are 10 miles down the road they they're it's like we're on a different planet when you come up to the resort really so absolutely 100 percent different um a lot of loose shale up at the resort now to be fair uh, you know, the marketing and the play up of the of race really is about the a race, about the pro race. So a lot of the, the video and a lot of the photos you see are of the pro class and the A guys. And it's tough. We have some really tough terrain, some rock climbs. We don't want to make it so tough that it's a DNF. You know, you're, everybody's going to DNF except for two guys. It's not our it's our mission, but we we work people pretty hard in the pro class. Um, because everybody else is out having fun watching them, so we might as well do it to their expense, right? Absolutely. Nobody needs to actually have a water pump that works. Every, <laughs> our goal is to make it fun for everybody but the pro guys, and for them, we want to make them work for it. Well, yeah, it's, uh, it's their job, and you guys have an amazing pro purse, so, I mean, yeah, no, I totally agree with that. If you're going to have a race with this rocks, make it rocky. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. It's rocky everywhere, but um, we have five courses, so... We have a 50cc class course. We have a 65 and 85 junior course. Uh, we have a youth, so that's 85 senior and super mini and girls. And that's the same course that the C classes go on. And then we have a B course. We call it, we, we, we reference them based off of this, we're a ski, ski resort. So 
the youth kids race on the green circle. That's the easy ski terrain. The A, the B guys ride on the um, the blue squares, and the pro slash A guys are on the black diamonds. Okay. And we do our we do our best to try to keep it within that range. So the B guys usually come off the course. I mean, they're exhausted, but they almost always say they had a blast. They love it. B course is the best one. Well, that, 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 that means that I am going to now become a B rider so that if I can make it to the race in August, that I just want to race that and have fun and not be in the A class because that sounds already like it's going to be work, and I don't want to be there for work. I want to be there for a good time, right? Well, I tell you, <laughs> you, sound like, you sound like everybody in the industry, and we put the industry guys on the B loop, so you're good to go. Oh, so now now you're saying the way I talk, I sound like I'm slow even though I think I'm fast? No. Every time, I, somebody, industry, <laughs> every time somebody calls from that's in the industry that says, oh, don't make me go up that section in the that I watched on YouTube, um, we try to have the industry guys have a good time, so we, we don't send them out on the A-loop. So unless you're racing for a national championship, then you're going to have to race your class. But uh, if you're just out here to have fun, we'll put you in the industry class and you'll get a good taste of it. Perfect. Well, that is a great uh, lead-in to what we're going to talk about next, which is actually how we're going to, you know, distinguish in between different classes and times when people are going to race while they're at this uh, championship, and then as well how they're going to qualify for it. But before we do that, as we always like to do here, we like to thank our partners here on Seat Time for uh, for partnering with us. You know, they're great supporters. They help us do this. They help the fact that we can bring on guys like Stephen, who are good friends that have really been helping out fly racing fly racing has done an amazing job and not just really kind of coming in and creating a new brand within the off-road market i mean they've been around for a long time but they're really making a big push there in the off-road market you know with the jason thomas and stuart baylor you know jason thomas may not be a fly anymore but he was when he won his championship so i'm gonna go with that because it's awesome and uh of course they got guys like me who uh they're they pity enough to uh to help out with a little bit of a fly discount so i really appreciate them for that but they could do the same for you. So flyracing.com, please go check them out. We've been talking about some of their chest protectors that they've been coming out with lately. Uh, obviously, really good stuff. Been developed uh, by Liat, but then designed by Fly Racing. So it's got the great look of flyracing.com that you guys have been known to like. It goes well with the Liat brace, obviously, since they're designed to go together. So we thank Fly Racing for their support of Seat Time. Please go check them out at flyracing.com. Thank you for the support. Okay, so... Thank you, Fly. Meow. That's what we say. But, so, I guess I want to say this from my own inner desire to qualify for this race. If I were just to go, oh my god, yes, I want to be there, how do I qualify, to, in the most layman terms, obviously not, you know, there's just big picture, how would you answer that question? Okay. I'm going to try to be layman's terms here. So... It's unique from Loretta Lynn's. Loretta Lynn's is set up with areas and regionals. Uh, and I'll be honest, there may be a day where we go to areas and regionals with this event, but we're going to kind of move into that slowly and give people an opportunity to come out here and experience this thing. But that being said, um, you will have to qualify, but we're just giving you more options to do it. So the easiest way to qualify for the race is through the Big Sky qualifiers. There are 12 events, 11 of them in the U.S. There's also a race in Alberta, Canada, uh, where if you're in the top 10 in your class, you're in, and that's it. So for you, uh, you'd want to go to the Blackwell, Texas National Enduro, 
You are correct. That's the closest one to you. We tried to be as, you know, we tried to get as many different regions as we could. Uh, of course, they are they are AMA-sanctioned events. We're an AMA national championship, so that excludes some series on, on, every, well, on both sides of the country. Uh, but I think we've picked some really great locations. We've got some, we've got a West Hair Scrambles, we've got an East Hair Scrambles, we've got a Big Six Grand Prix, um, Enduros, a West, a West Coast Enduro. Um, we've got a race here in Montana, Millville. That's a phenomenal place to ride. So we've, I think we've, I think we've got a good mix of, of different places that you can go to qualify and be in the top ten. Now, you can't make it to those, but you're involved in a lot of the AMA series. Right. All of the national, all of the AMA, the major AMA national series are qualifier series. So, you, if you are in the top ten in your series, uh, if you finish in the top ten. In 2012, or if you're in the top 10 of your class as of July 15th of 2013, you're in. So those are the those are your ways to qualify. Now I'll give you the cheater, but it's not a very reliable one. This year we are allowing 150 riders to enter without qualifying. Those spots go on sale July 15th. Uh, we had 200. We actually had a qualifier, uh, a version of this last year. It was kind of a soft opening if you will and we had 200 open spots so this year we're at 150 that will eventually go away uh, there will not be open spots for this race within the next two to three years but we will probably drop it by 50 every year until this thing is established and then um, and then it's on then it's the Loretta Lynn's of off-road racing I love it well, that's awesome. Um, no, as I said, I definitely, when I read this press release and put it out on Sea Time, I was like, oh my gosh, this is something I want to do. I want to be here. I want to, or I want to be there for that race. Um, and so I was like, immediately, where do I go to qualify if I'm going to be, you know, try to do this? And of course, as you mentioned, there's the Blackwell Enduro coming up. It's, uh, it, as we know in Texas, at the Concho Enduro. And it is, I think it's, uh, it's, it's coming up in March, uh, like the 20th, in the 20s. But so, Here's where it gets a little weird, and I, I want to know what your advice is on this. So, technically, in TSEC, I am a double-A rider, but I am not a double-A rider when it comes to the National Series. So, typically, I would then just register for one of their A classes, which would be like the 30-plus A class. And I would think as well that if I go to another national event, like what would be this Big Sky XC, I would probably not be competitive in the double-A class. That would be, at a national level, beyond my regional ability. Um so are you, are you are you making fun of uh, the KTM talk forum that was going on last week? Actually, I am absolutely not, but I would love that we, we could talk about that because it may it may unfortunately <laughs> completely be my question because they were like, "Well, you signed up for the 30 plus A class, but you're a double A ride." I'm like, "I I was like, I'm not going to go to a national race and race double A ever. I I shouldn't. I just, that would be asinine." So that's uh, so. What's your take on that then? And I would. Look, what's your take on the forum post? Apparently. <laughs> uh, I I usually hesitate to even get involved in in forum talk because it's usually well the life of a forum is a complaint and then a whole bunch of bitching about it and then a few smart ass comments and then everybody moves on to the next complaint. So so our for our for our friend Jared Bolton exactly what he's looking <laughs> for in life right. <laughs> I know he was on there. I, I know he was watching. He was reading the comments. 
I, I turned out to be the one that seemed like the uptight uh, by the rules guy, but I was trying to give advice because, uh, oh, I forget, sorry, uh, Jared put on on uh, this on who it was from the from the pro class that was that we were in question about. I can't remember the enduro guy. I, I feel bad because I should know his name. I'm having a brain fart, but. Uh, I mean, so the honest, the, here's the truth. I mean, and you're going to a national, so you've got to follow the rules. You're an A guy, so I talked with Chuck about this. Uh, as an A guy, as a double A guy, I should be specific, you need to be racing in the pro class. Uh, Justin. Is it Justin Sodi? Is it Soleil? Soleil? No. Maybe it is. Maybe Jared has. Oh, Justin Sodi. Okay, yeah, yeah, no, no. I, I see what you're saying. Okay, so yeah, really, yeah. What I was trying to do at that point was, I know there's a lot of debate about whether Justin could ride the um, a regular A class in National Enduro while racing uh, XC2 and GNCC, and, and again, I was just trying to, to let Justin know that, man, I, I'm looking at the rules because I have these sorts of issues come up at my own event, and if he came out to my event and somebody protested him, I'd have to... I have to disqualify him. So the answer for you is, if you come out and you're a double A guy, somebody from Texas knows that and protests you, I've got to, I've got to disqualify you. And it's right. It's as simple as that. Um, region or not, the AMA rules, if you're in, an, in a pro class or a double A class, you are, um, you're considered a pro. So the only time you can move down to, say, a 30A class is if there isn't a pro or a double-A class being offered at the event you're going to. So, um, so I went onto the GNCC website, and you know they classify the XC2 um, class as a pro class. I mean, it's very defined. So, you know, it is what it is. Whether I like it or not, or I feel like you're going to have a miserable time in the pro class. <laughs> You're racing in the pro class. So <laughs> I'm officially racing in the industry class is what you're telling me. <laughs> Why the hell did you sign up for the double A class if you're not a double A rider? Uh, man, <laughs> it's not my fault. It's TSEC's fault. This was last year, the past, the past couple of years, I've been riddled with injuries and as well, I've been getting fat and not riding as fast. And this is my last year. Once you become a double A, you have two years to keep it. If you don't earn it, those next... The next couple of years, just because they always know that people could have off seasons or off years, all that kinds of stuff. And this is my last year to kind of have that double A without technically having earned it the year before. And so I was like, you know, give it to somebody else. I don't need it. And they were like, it's your last year. Just take it. I was like, ah, oh, you sons of bitches. OK, fine. And so, of course, I have my own road. I'm like, ah, oh, shove it. You know, it's like, but. It's, it, it's it's fun. It's different. But I guess that means that I'm definitely going to be riding industry if I'm going to be up there in August. Here's here's what I tell you. Uh, uh, send in a send in a written uh, request to the AMA to get your class down to the whatever A class you want, and show that letter. And if they accept it, I don't know. I don't know what it takes to get accepted. Maybe you have to just show that you're really really far back in the Devil A class. That my balls time. have shrunk enormously. Right. <laughs> Show up with a letter. I mean, hell, if you want to race in the 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 vet thirty class, I'm not. I, I'm I'm the of the kind of guy that I don't care as long as somebody doesn't protest you. But if you get protested, it's DNF. Maybe you don't care about those things. I know listening to or reading about on that. And I 
the way I would have expected him to answer is he didn't care that he went down. If, he, if somebody DNF'd him, he wouldn't care a bit. And a lot of guys are that way, but I would think if you're coming out here and you're going to sign up for the Vet 30 class that you disappointed if, if I had a DNF you. And I wouldn't want to do it. I'd be bummed if I had to do it. Yeah, I, I think we've become pretty good online friends. For So for you to have to like DNF me in public, in person, that would be traumatizing to our relationship. I'd have a single tier for you. Yes. Vuno, uno tiro. Okay, well then, I have, I do have a question that came to us from uh, Brian LaDuke in Idaho, and he was asking, let's get this right, he's like, my son is an 85 junior, we're planning to race the Montana race, uh, the pipe, the Pipestone cross country, do we need to have, do we need to do any other races, or does he just have to finish in the top 10 at that race? No, if you just do, if, so again, there's two different routes, there's the, the, the single race qualifier, or, so it's an or, not and, it's an or, or you can qualify through a series. So if he goes to one of those 12 events and his son qualifies in the top, is in the top 10 in his class, he's in. Okay, cool. Well, then that's good to know. And as obviously if uh, anybody else, if, if there are any more questions, please bring them forward. I'm going to type that in as actually I was typing that into the chat room. Obviously, we'll see if we come up with any more of those. If you see them before I do, you just let me know. And if not, that's okay. We'll keep talking about other stuff. So I'm, I'm, gonna... just, I'm just really excited. Uh, Jared is now following us on, on Twitter. Thank you, Jared. Oh, look at that. See, you guys got one whole new follow out of this thing. Yes. I mean... <laughs> Unfortunately, I know him, and he's not going to spend any money at your resort, so. It's not my resort. Yeah, I, I mean, they they just pay your salary, so. No, I work. I'm a banker. I, I manage a, ban a local bank here in town. Wow, so we're finding out a lot more about you. So you don't even work for them. You just promote the races. Absolutely, I've, I've worked for them in the past when I first moved out here, but. I'm a, a local banker in Big Sky uh, that just happens to know a lot of people that work for the resort. Okay, so you know, I just thought we missed an integral part of the story where you went from being said banker into said Big Sky Resort employee. That's not true at all. Opposite. You, you actually probably run all the funds that keeps their money going, and if you don't, you should. Because that I sounds don't, like... I don't run their funds. You should. Will you will you will you run mine? Yeah, send me a check. <laughs> we'll, we'll we'll get this going. We'll get it going. I like. I'll have fun. <laughs> damn it! I'll have fun trying to get up there to the north while you spend all my damn money. It's cool. Yeah, is a... it? Would be. I think so. Okay. So, I know that there's all kinds of stuff that Jamie's probably going to be able to talk about when he gets here about this kind of race. So, right now, though, uh, you know, overall, any other, you know, highlighted points, key points, things of key nature that you can think of that uh, everybody should know about uh, towards uh, coming towards the race this uh, August? We have nature here. What is, you know, come on, leave me in a question. What, do you, what kind of stuff do you want to know about? About the area or about the race? Uh, I want to know a little bit more about the race in the sense that it's, it's a very, very, 
it's still early, so is there is there any chance of there being any kind of like besides getting a number one plate, any kind of incentive for people that are going to be driving, say, from like all the way on the East Coast to try to make it to Montana for this race? I mean, you could look at incentive a, def- a couple different ways. I mean, we, did, we did, we were fortunate enough to get AMA contingency for the events. So that, that's pretty cool. They're the first ones to come on. We've had, we've had uh, contingency for Big Sky while we were part of the West Hair Scramble series with a couple different, uh, well, I can't tell you who was doing that. I believe we had contingency for that series. It's difficult if you look at off-road racing events. It's it, There are no one-off off-road events that get contingencies. You're either part of a series or, or you race motocross if you want to do one-off events. So it was a big compliment to get AMA contingency, or sorry, KTM contingency for our event. Again, if you look at KTM's website, uh, I, don't, I don't think there are any other one-off events that have contingency. Right. I mean, for me, if you're, if you're thinking about um, incentives coming out to Montana, we have a lot of people that come out from all over the country. We've had people come from Florida, so we've had people drive from a long ways. And people love the racing, of course, but Big Sky Montana is a phenomenal place. I mean, on the other side of the mountain, this is Big Sky Resort for skiing is, there's three different mountains up here, um, all connected for skiing. When you get up here for the race, we're on Lone Peak on Anasite, which is the neighboring mountain. You've got downhill mountain biking. Um, you've got a ton of fun things to do around here. I mean, if you're into relaxing things, you can head down to Yellowstone National Park. But if you just want to spend time in Big Sky, you've got rafting, fly fishing, um, mountain biking, got shopping, restaurants, hotels, swimming pools. It's just a fun place to go with the family. So what I've learned, and the reason why we we were bold enough to ask the AMA to put this event out in Montana, which requires people to drive quite a ways to get out here, it's because the people that drove the furthest to come out here would seek us out during the week to tell us how much fun they had here and how much it was worth the drive. And that's, that's really why that's that's really why we've been bugging Chuck and the AMA about putting the event out here is because we just don't have anybody that comes out here and says man that was a waste of my time well that's now I mean you've got me sold I when I uh, how far away are you guys from Boise just so I kind of have an idea what that would add to my drive I don't know nobody goes to Boise that's true it's true yeah no <laughs> yeah yeah. And it's that's even more out of the nowhere, out of the middle of nowhere than than Montana. I think I'm sure Brian's watching this. That's why I'm saying it. But uh, we're we're uh, eight miles. Eight, I'm sorry, eight hours, ten, eight, eight, nine hours. I don't know. Maybe. If, uh, All right, let's do this. I'm gonna I'm gonna do this. Google Maps it really oh, quick. Oh, hey, I got the commission. on. Commish, yes. Uh, you can do whatever you want. The bartender won't come over. The lady won't come over here anymore. Well, we'll be lucky if she comes over. Yeah. Okay, I can tell you that it would be a 23-hour drive for me from McKinney, Texas. Well. And it tells me that this route has tolls as well. It has tolls. Tolls. Like tolls. Tolls. You can you can get around tolls. Where's that? Oklahoma. Yeah, I guess so, probably. I don't know. Yeah. I've been on a lot of those toll roads. 
It's a, it's a, it's a commitment. The race out here is a commitment. I, I mean, I tell you, like growing up racing motocross, we drove all over the damn place to race dirt bikes, and um, I don't. I'm not afraid to tell people that this is worth a drive. I've been to a lot of places that I wish I hadn't driven to, and you'll have a blast if you come out here. Well, I'm looking forward to it. I think it'll be a lot of fun. It, what's actually funny is this is it said it's, it's saying that it's five hours shorter than it was for me to Boise. So I think you're absolutely right that Boise might be okay, but this yeah. is probably going to be a lot better. Yeah, I wouldn't go out there. <laughs> <laughs> At least not more than once. After that, you realize that it's not worth it and you wouldn't do it again. I know Brian will Brian will try to get you to fly to Boise and road trip from Boise to to Montana, but. Seriously, man, if you need a ride, just give me a call. The airport in Bozeman is phenomenal. It's a beautiful airport. We've got direct flights all over the place. Atlanta, uh, actually, you know what? I don't think they've announced it yet, but there is a direct flight from Dallas to Bozeman that's starting this summer, so there you go. Whatever, whatever. That's serious. That's did, you, serious. did you have them make that for me? Hmm. I was like, I've got 20 minutes before I'm online. Can you please get me a direct flight to Dallas? <laughs> I have got to get there because I know that one conversation with this guy on the internet is not going to be enough. I need a direct flight. <laughs> We're scheduling this now. Yeah, I know. Well, you're, you're, you're working my way. I think that I would actually love... Uh, I can't make a family commitment to this yet, obviously, but I would love to say that if I could get at least 10 Texas guys qualified or if they were to be able to... Uh, purchase their way in through the 150 spots that you guys have open in that ability. Uh, I would love to be able to find a way to get their bikes up there, to drive them up there for everybody, and to kind of make sure that you know our Texas people were uh, you know were supported and had as much uh, pintfuls of awesome, obviously if they're legal, water if they're not, um, as as could be had in those kind of conditions. So I would I would be willing to do that if my wife is not willing to kill me over it. I, I was lying about the depends earlier. I'm going to the bathroom. You can talk to Jamie now. Okay. Right back. Check. How's hey, what's going? up, dude? So, do you feel like you just got thrown into the fire pit? I did. Yes. So I'm you're Jamie Cabers. Nice to meet you. Yeah, the commish. What's up, dude? Not a whole lot. Just got done watching my son play basketball. Nice. Well, did he win? Yes, they won. Nice. Well, there's always that. Oh yeah. So it's a small little town, uh, Big Sky, Montana. I don't know if Drew told you much about it, but it's a little resort community. Yeah. So I think my kids got, I think he's got 12, 13 kids in his class. All five <laughs> boys, part of the basketball team. Right. So there's a couple of uh, underclassmen that play with them. So it's a lot of fun. Heck play yeah. Every, play every, oh, yeah. I like it. Well, uh, so. Uh, is he a star of the basketball team, or is he just kind of one of those unfortunate, like myself, like a seat warmer? No, he's 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 not a star. I'll say he's a solid contributor. Ah, that's okay. That I would <laughs> I would have not even been considered that when it came to basketball or baseball or anything else, unfortunately. So well, he's a lot better dirt bike rider than the rest of the kids on the team. Oh, I like it. I like it. So, um, Joe was mentioning that you were the one that kind of came to him and was like, Hey, we need to promote this. We need to try to promote this race to big sky resort. They're asking for, you know, maybe kind of a motorcycle race. Um, so could you give us a little bit more idea how the resort came to you originally, uh, to, and then how you went to Joe about bringing on the big sky XC race, uh, the original one. 
I almost have to give credit to the GNCC out of Snowshoe. Okay. It was, I've never raced a dirt bike until I moved here seven years ago and started getting into it. It was, I actually did the Baja 500 a couple of times. Just had, just been riding, racing, having fun with my buddies. Yeah. We get, uh, uh, start watching, you know, some of the races on TV and they're like, there's a race at Snowshoe. We can do this here. So, we got some contacts at the resort. Uh, Joe knows some, some people up here, so we started talking, just kind of fishing around, like, what do you think? Is this a good idea? Is this not a good idea? We're rehashing this again. Yeah. Hey, this and, is from his uh, side of the story, though, buddy. Well, you're my side of the story. So, Joe overpromises and underdelivers, and somebody's got to help set up. Somebody's got to save his ass. Yeah, so somebody's got to come in and actually do the thing. And this is how our conversations think. usually work. I come up with some crazy idea, and then he looks at me and says, you're stupid, and then we move on. Yeah. Sometimes and, and, we do the idea, sometimes we don't. And four beers later, you guys are sold on it, right? <laughs> if we do if we do the idea, it's because I committed us to, uh, to the idea with money, and there's no backing out. <laughs> That's why you shouldn't let him work at a bank. <laughs> he used to work I actually at hired him to work at the yeah. bank with me. He's got to have a banking business, but... I was a smart one and got out. Right? And now oh, you're yeah. like, uh, you guys keep having fun with that. Okay. Well, we've done a lot of a lot of talking already. Unfortunately, you were at your son's basketball game, so we don't need to rehash the whole thing about a lot of the race. But what is, uh, Jamie, one of the, th- the big things that you're looking forward to either about this race, what this race means either for Big Sky, for yourself, or just, uh, you know, what has you excited about it? I love it because it's the ultimate family venue. I mean, this, you, you can go to a lot of different places, I mean, the, and, and have a great time with your family, be camping, whatever it is. But you come out here and it's, it, your wife will have a great time. She can go to the spa, she can just hang out and watch racing. If she wants to get out of the dust, she can go back up to her hotel room and chill in the air conditioning. There's restaurants here. I mean, the full amenities of a resort are all right here. If the kids want to go ziplining after you're done from racing, you get a zipline. Yeah paintball course i mean there's so many different things even if you just you get done racing on saturday you get done watching your kids race on saturday you can head down the hill and play around the golf with them i mean there's a lot of things to do here in big sky there. a lot of the country i mean i'm sure that a lot of people have a lot of the same amenities but i think that we've got the potential to grow this uh so it's going to be that awesome environment for people to come and experience so for me it's been about a family experience I, I love it when I see a, a camper pull, pull up or a truck pull up and it's got you know, five people in it, three kids, mom, dad, and everybody's racing. We're having a great time. That That's why I do it. I mean, that's why I got into racing in the beginning. In the beginning, my, my daughter races a 50 and a 65. Um, I, I race and that, that's why we do it. Yeah. So this all started because of the family experience for me. Um, I've been less about, you know, try to bring out as many pros as but I mean, that's what that's what makes the race what it is. Um, you know, from from that perspective. But I really think like the gap, the grassroots part of it, of the people that are coming here as a destination. You know, it's the same reason I went down to, you know, be miserable in the Baja 500. <laughs> it's destination, and I think we've got a few more amenities than uh, what rural Mexico, you know, the rural Baja Peninsula has. Right. And it looks like kind of new sweep. So Jared, you're in. It's a volunteer job. Um, we don't pay. We actually we'll give you beer, and we have um, we have plenty of burgers on the uh, on the grill in the evening. 
but Jared, you have been officially signed up as a as a sweeper slash uh, course marker, and uh, we don't let people out of that job once they volunteer for it. So, Jared, I'm sorry, but it's it's uh, beat the hell out of our volunteers. It's not it's not a vacation. Actually, Jared, I'd like you to stay for two days after the race. Yeah, then it's a vacation. Then it's a vacation. Because <laughs> then we go around, we take all the course markings down, we move all the straw bales. It's we'll, a great time. We'll take you on some of our favorite local trail rides, but during the event, you're going to hate us. You're going to hate Joe. I'm going to do it. I bring you food. I bring your water down. Make sure everybody's water. got something to give you. Joe, he gets everybody started and checks out. Freak out. Man, guys. Man. I don't even know if I want to come anymore. Y'all are starting to scare me. Good. Yeah. I mean, shoot. No. Okay. So before we continue onwards with some of the news that's happened this past week and some of the race race results that we're going to talk about, I do have to say thank you very much to another one of our partners over at Seat Time. We do have to say thank you to Squarespace. So squarespace.com slash Seat Time is the URL you can go check these guys out at. This is pretty much the best way to build an exceptional website. They do the hosting and the software. Uh, so you guys can go like, oh, I don't know how to buy a domain. I don't know how to actually put this domain on the Internet. They do all that for you. You go there, you sign up for the trial, and you put in the discount code SEATTIME1 when you sign up, and that gives you 10% off your first purchase. So it's probably best if you did the yearly or bi-yearly for your bang for your buck. But if you don't, you at least get 10% off your first purchase with the discount code SEATTIME1. So if you're in the market to either have yourself a professional website or build an exceptional website for maybe somebody else and you don't want them to know that they are building them awesome through Squarespace, squarespace.com slash SEATTIME. And the discount code is SEATTIME1. Thank you, Squarespace, for your support of SEATTIME. Okay, one of the awesome bits of news that happened this week that just totally blew my mind was the fact that the owner, Stefan Pierre, Pierre, who is the 51% owner and CEO of KTM, bought Husqvarna from BMW with his, uh, his own personal like company. So, in the northwest of Montana, and you guys are, you know, club motorcycle riders. That's fine, you guys. This is not your day-to-day life, but you know, is that is that kind of like weird to y'all that? Even though it's not KTM that bought Husqvarna from BMW, it's still the CEO and you know majority owner of KTM that bought it. And technically, it's his company, but still, it's him. It's him. A lot of weird shit in business. I don't know. I think it's awesome. I mean, finally, Husqvarna has a platform now to to start really legitimately moving forward. Not that BMW wasn't. I mean, they've they've done an awesome job. Uh, is it Let Better? Who's the guy that's been riding the Beamers? Uh, the four strokes have been killing it in Europe on the hard endurance. Um, I can't remember his name off the top of my head. But it's a street bike and a car company. Right. I mean, KTM is a dirt bike company that does some other things as well. So I think that, that the marriage should be a lot a lot better fit for, for Husqvarna from my perspective. Um, it'll be interesting to see where the R&D goes. Yeah. If it ends up kind of being the Husaberg, another kind of Husaberg line for, for KTM, I think it's exciting. Yeah, no, I agree. I, I think it's uh, in the States, we have a lot of, we've had a lot of issues with, say, I, I know it's kind of a weird way to look at it, but with phone manufacturers, say like companies like Apple and uh, Samsung, companies like that going back and forth, they're suing each other over all these patents and crap like that because they don't want people to have a monopoly on the market. And I think that's where some people were kind of going with this. It's like, oh, well, now. 
they're going to have this big monopoly on the market. But in reality, Husqvarna is, even though bigger in the States, it's definitely not as big as it is in Europe um, because of the fact that they can get parts a lot easier over there. And obviously, it's a European brand. So I don't know if the EU is going to have any big issues with this. I don't. I haven't really heard anything about that. But I think it's going to be interesting to watch this play out, exactly what you said. Um, KTM did an amazing job since they've owned they've owned Husaberg for a very, very long time. But because of the fact that they've done so much work throughout in the past couple of years, really like created a pure Enduro brand. And you could tell now with Bobbitt and Farringer and Lafferty just on the state side, you know, and Jarvis doing so good, he's now a factory Husaberg rider, that what it could be for Husqvarna is something completely different than I think a lot of people that we have seen before. I don't know. Maybe they could even be doing motocross in the states once maybe not but maybe no it'll be interesting to see i mean just what kind of excitement kind of comes around the brand yeah it's going to depend on what they do with it and it could be three to four years out before they're going to be able to shift the direction uh, of the company oh yeah we won't see yeah we it's just like when steve jobs passed away from apple we will you wouldn't really will see that for three to four years but so we'll see kind of how this goes but all right so Taylor Robert, who was with a teammate of Destry Abbott uh, last year and uh, the years previous, they were out of a job at the end of this year. Well, he just announced this year that he has now actually signed a contract with Kawasaki Off-Road, uh, and he will be doing a lot of the Enduro crosses and then as well um, a lot of the, uh, the X Games Enduro crosses. So they have the four around the world going on. Uh, considering the fact that we've seen – Kind of in the off-road community, things start to shrink. But now we've got this big race coming, you know, a national championship for the amateurs. So a way to maybe grow that kind of that grassroots program in the off-road world. You know, do you guys have any kind of insight to news like this where Kawasaki's backing out but still kind of, you know, they maybe they don't want to not support a guy. They just want to keep helping him out or, you know, anything kind of the way the industry's, you know, really helped out, really helped out or really kind of, sucked at being entrepreneurs well i mean clearly the guy's an asset for kawasaki uh, or you know if they, if they really didn't feel like the off-road industry wasn't going to help them sell bikes they, they would have you know, shut the thing down 100 percent so right by the guy who is a good ambassador for the sport he was in the ice last year um, I think this is positive news for us. I mean, you look at motocross and you see get teams shutting down, and it's scary all the way across the board. Um, I'm I'm encouraged by it. I'm excited. I I really like the fact that his contract's maybe not quite as is um, set in stone as it had been in the past, so that he can come out to a place like Big Sky. Um, from our perspective, I mean, we have a ten thousand dollar pro purse, not because it makes us rich, but because it's really fun just to, I guess, give that back to the sport. Yeah. So, I would love to see our pro purse with with sponsorship of sport. We'd love to see that grow to help guys like Taylor and everybody else that comes out here. Um, you know, encourage them that there is a place for them in off road racing. They can make a living. And so, I, I, I thought it was awesome news. I was hoping to hear something like that. It's a shame to have a bunch of really talented guys that were on the that Kawasaki team um, get that news. Uh, so I'm excited that they got him back on the team. I think, you know, part of it's life. And, and we deal with this with, with motorcycle racing across the board. Right. It's, you know, what have you done for me lately? And, and, and you know, 
I was just reading some yesterday down at our West Yellowstone office, and they did, they had a sled dog race that went through West Yellowstone, Montana. Um, it, it was a multi-stage, it's like the Tour de France of the sled dog race. Right. Sled dog race. Almost as big as like the Monster Energy Cup, I'm assuming. Right? <laughs> <laughs> so it, it's sled dog racing. You had their pro per, you know what their purse was? What? 100,000 bucks. What? Yes. First place, 10 grand. Second place, 9 grand. I mean, they paid down to 30th place. Sled dog racing pulls in a hundred thousand dollar pro purse. You've got to be kidding me. So, you know, the I think we need to start thinking about how it is that we can rebrand ourselves that we can reach more people that that brings in the kind of money that makes this sport as legitimate as it is. Yeah, because I mean, the racers are, are putting themselves out there. I mean, you look at Destry Abbott's career or Kirk Castell and what they've done for, for the off road community, what they're making in terms of like you know what a Ryan Dungey makes, it's ridiculous. It's, I just think that there's we're missing something as a community, and I'd love to, to be a part of bridging that gap or doing whatever it takes to get us to that spot, or at least close that gap a little, a little bit. I know we're never going to get there because you can't see the entire course all on a television screen, right? right? Yeah. Do it in a stadium and sell tickets. But there's got to be something that we're missing that helps take this to the next level. And I think I, I applaud Kawasaki for standing by um by taylor and and putting him through this year yeah. because we need guys like that are committed to to, to riding i got i got an idea for how we're going to get this to the next level yeah we got we got you from seat time and uh we we also know tony from pit pass radio yep I think, he, I think he knows tony from pit pass radio i really we're don't both know from i want to have a cage he's from match. iowa i want to have a cage match who am I fighting? Well, I, I'm gonna Tony. Oh right. At least you guys aren't fighting this love, really. But there we go. like a cage match out in the middle of the plaza. We could I mean we could fight with words. We gotta figure out some money because we our insurance policy excludes cage matches. Ah. But I think we could get. A, I don't know how much it'll cost, but I'm sure somebody will pay for it. It's like a MTV Deathmatch, the celebrity deathmatch from back in the day. Oh yeah. But not so, but not celebrities at all, unfortunately. <laughs> I like some Kevin Kelly in there too. Yeah, Mathis. I think we can have a freaking brutal. I mean, it's like the, I don't know. I mean, give me a second to come up with a term for it. But we're gonna have some sort of not a rumble in the jungle. It's gonna be mountain related, but it's gonna be awesome. So we you're need... saying I don't have to wear clothes and I can have a big ass beard? Can not wear clothes. What you about have those to have a big ass beard. sumo wrestling outfits? Those balloon things. <laughs> Those are so hard to fight in. Have you ever fought those things? <laughs> Dude, you like try to walk and you like breathe it heavy and not like in a good way. Like, whoa. It's to see you're starting to get a glimpse of Jamie's world. I've got a whole set of ideas in my mind already. I've got a lot of ideas. So many things going on. It's going to be freaking awesome. It's going to work. Wait. There's no way this could lose. I, I yeah. think the only thing is that Mathis has the advantage on everybody in any form of physical competition because that man will weigh at least twice as much as I do. I don't know, dude. I think three times was it sometimes more? Sometimes quicker is better. <laughs> I'm uh, definitely wiry. You got to give me that. Like I can move like. Yeah, a, I'll give you that. You're yeah. Wiry. <laughs> I, I, I got some energy. There you go. Just from <laughs> what I can see over your iPad. 
If you're riding on a little green <laughs> four wheeler, I've got a pink four wheeler just like that in my in my basement. Yeah. Oh. Right to your. Yeah. I've got one just like that. I just need to charge up the battery. We could have some cool races. I don't know. But this is uh, it's 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 fun because uh, we haven't figured out the ho- even though we're doing this over the internet and we're live, we haven't figured out how to work in like uh, sound noises. There's an actual like professional production term for yeah, that. Yeah, I've been so, to this world. So right now, I just have this and I push buttons and it makes noises. That works. So that works, man. Don't overcomplicate the situation. Yeah. <laughs> well, why hire a producer <laughs> when you could? This guy, you're gonna spend too much money. The thing's gonna be over your head. You're gonna lose your mind. Yeah, you're gonna lose your. We mind. don't need that. What we need is we need a little green four wheeler with some little plastic buttons and shit. That's what we need. Are you married? <laughs> I like it absolutely. Yeah, I can hear you. The bathtub upstairs. Are you married? Oh, am I? Oh, yes, yes. Your wife's in the bathtub in the bathtub upstairs. That's yeah. What you told me. Yeah. No, it's actually it's, it may not be true now, but when I told him earlier, it was. I don't know because unfortunately <laughs> we don't actually have internet access. Via any kind of camera to the bathroom at this point in time. So. Right. I don't know if you want to keep tabs on her that closely or not. <laughs> yeah, I think it'd be kind of grand with your with your ideas there. The lady in the bathtub may start getting pissed off at you. That's true. I I'll wouldn't d- do it. I'll just <laughs> keep playing with the green four wheeler. <laughs> no, it's actually for my son. He's like six months old. And my grand my, my parents, his grandparents, got it for him. So. You know, and they obviously can't. You do a power wheels at six months, but we just put them on it and push the buttons forward, and he's like, "So, best best time with your kids you can have." Um, well, uh, oh man, I had a brain fart over one of the things that you said that actually I really really enjoyed. Um, I may come back to it. I may not. No, you actually had a really good point, Jamie, that I really liked. Uh. That's okay. We got sidetracked. It happens. It's either going to come back That's to me or it's not. Sled dog racing. I'm oh, sled it did. Dog. It did have to do something with sled dog racing because so sled dog racing, it seems interesting because I would say that that is even much more of a niche sport than our sport. I'm kidding. Yeah. I don't like sled dog racing with my kids. Like, I'm, well, gonna, I'm picking it up if it costs. If you can get that much money out of it. Yeah. <laughs> my eight year old daughter is going to be running freaking sled dogs <laughs> so uh, it's like but you gotta have snow to do that right even to practice at right. least with a dirt bike you just need dirt and even then as long as you have not a cop down the street you can ride it wherever you want yeah for the most part this so. is crazy a hundred thousand dollars first for a multi-day sled dog race somebody some sponsor who writes, got who writes the check for that <laughs> not me muck <Muck-lucks. laughs> Mucklucks bringing you the Ikea. three days. Ikea. Ikea. has got some cash. I don't even know what that is. It sounds it sounds it's a dog food company. It sounds dirty as shit though. <laughs> but it's all the dog lovers that are thinking they're being inhumane to these poor freaking dogs that have to pull a fat guy across the snow. They don't want to give him a Roy. They can't they can't pull a skinny guy, they'd have to buy him more clothes. No, they've got guys like Uncle Eddie out there that you're pulling around. <laughs> Family vacation. So more like Jared Bolton is what we've been talking about. There you go. Ooh, I like. Uh, somebody was asking if Wygant can qualify for the Rumble in the Jungle. That was our volunteer that was asking. Absolutely. What do you think? We don't. We don't discriminate out here. Yeah, we just hate. 
All right. So some of the results that happened this past weekend that I would that I thought were key that I like to talk about that kind of junk was the King of the Motos. So obviously West California or California Lucerne Valley they had 160 miles, so two 80 mile loops. And J- Graham Jarvis, who was doing a good job towards the end of the race, you know, winning in front of Cody Webb. Uh, unfortunately, it seemed like what they were saying was that his bib moose and his rear tire just kind of disintegrated, which obviously with that amount of rocks, this could happen. And then Cody Webb was able to get around him in that time, hold him off, and come away with the win. So have you guys been paying attention to any of the King of the Motos kind of stuff or any of the maybe more extreme Enduros that have gone on in the States or elsewhere? You there? Can you hear me? Yeah, sorry, we were losing you there for a little bit. Well, where did I trail off at? Uh, at I think Cody Webb's phenomenal and a lot of people probably don't think of him as a hard enduro guy because he's, he's so popular in enduro cross but that guy is solid and we watched him out here in Big Sky and he's phenomenal that guy's he's got he's got the skills so I was excited to see him win out of the event, I didn't get to see very much of it other than just maybe a couple of spots that they had on their live feed. But, you know, I'm a supporter of any event that's, that's out there that's giving away 10 grand to somebody. I think that's awesome. No, they did, they did a great job at the event. And Cody, Cody Webb is legit. That guy shows up and he is all smiles, jumping around, bouncing on his unicycle. <laughs> yeah. And you're like, well, what's going on with that guy? And he's like, okay, well, I'm going to go do some, I'm going to start jumping rope on my bike stand. Like, I would fall, like, my, my jump rope would kick out from underneath me and kick the bike stand, and I'd kill myself. So, uh, Cody Webb is the man, plus he is the happiest guy in the pits. He's, he takes he time to talks to anybody that's around him. I mean, you were talking about an ambassador for the sport, the off-road community. I mean, he's a good-looking guy. He should be the face of off-road racing. Heck, yeah. He has, like, the whitest teeth known to man, too. I noticed that we did an interview with him a couple months ago after Enduro Cross in uh, Vegas. And, man, that dude's teeth were just, like, boom, like, straight up white. He's never drank a cup of coffee, or he bites at suckers <laughs> once a week. <laughs> I, I mean, it's crazy. Yes, <laughs> he probably does both. <laughs> yeah, I like he it. We're good. Much coffee. He doesn't live off of dark and stormies and, and coffee like I do. <laughs> I'm glad to see that you guys were excited about him winning because I know I was. It does suck that Graham Jarvis lost, but at the same time, he's not American, and we're in America. So, American <laughs> won. What up? He hasn't, he, hasn't, he hasn't been to our race, so we, we're not rooting for him. I mean, he's got climb gear on, which is awesome, so we support him. But um, until it comes out to the Big Sky race, you know, we gotta we got to root for the guys that have been out to Big Sky Oh, I hear that. And then so, and then we've got Taylor Robert in third, Dusty Rabbit in fourth, and then Brian Roper, who, you know, go to him because I don't know who he is. That, that's okay. In fifth place. Uh, so Destry, who was third last year, comes back with fourth, and then Taylor Robert, who we were just talking about, signing his Kawasaki deal in third place. 
I know that uh, I don't think I could finish that race, let alone place in the top five. So we actually had a local Montana kid last year uh, that finished. Whew. Oh yeah, he was in the top Mike five. Sausen was in the top five. Yeah, nobody Some heard of kid him. You've never heard of. Wow. Well. That, yeah, it it's, goes to show that it's like you can kind of get those kind of riders that come out of anywhere when it's when it, it. I don't know that this is the case with Roper, but you know if it kind of suits their skills, they can kind of shine, uh, unbeknownst to a lot of other people, and maybe that's what we could have happen this summer, right? Some awesome number one plates coming out. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, if we proved anything last year with with the pro classes, that we've got an even location. I mean, it, we it's been we spent a lot of time convincing. Uh, some of the GSC guys that came out to Big Sky that were an even playing field, and they thought we were full of shit, and they came out, and it was split five and five in the top ten with the West and East Coast guys. But, but we convinced some of those guys to come out. And then on the other hand, you have Brendan Ritzman who shows up and just puts the wood down. I mean, yeah. I I've never talked to the guy, I heard his name. But he shows up and puts on a clinic. I mean, he's got the whole shot. He's battling with Quigley. He's just came off. I mean, just came off of an injury, and like this is a race he wanted to come and do, and drove here from California. Holy crap! Yeah, and got second. It's I mean, he put down one hell of a ride. I don't, you know, Wibley was not a. Isn't a you know, he says I've, I've read over and over again in, in interviews that he's that he's had. That he's not a he's not a rocks guy. He hates rocks. I mean, we're a rocky. There's no way around it. We're not going to try to advertise this as a loamy race course. It's lock. It's rocky. It's on the mountain. We have the um, best dirt ever under the rocks. <laughs> yeah, it's down there. You just have to get to it. It is a rock glacier. And he 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 was phenomenal out here. And the GNCC guys did great. The West Coast guys did great, and they all they were evenly matched. It was great. That's and that's that's our inspiration with this event is the fact that guys from the East Coast can come out here and not feel uncomfortable. Well, it's nice because I think what what we do that's a little bit different than some other West Coast races is that we try to make a slow race course. You know, so we're getting average lap time or you know average speeds that are around 20 miles an hour, right? Know, even sub 20 miles an hour. And that's what we're shooting for. Is like, well, when we're when we're building a course, and when I'm out walking around in the summer and figuring out where this thing's gonna go, we're looking at like, what is gonna make the lap time longer? What's gonna slow these guys down? I mean, if I take them through this, you know, snangle thing, how much more time is this gonna add to their lap? So I think that's those are the attributes that we're looking for. And I think that brings a level playing field, kind of from the East Coast to the West Coast, because the East Coast guys are used to having that tighter environment, and the West Coast guys are, I think, more apt um, at, at the loose, the loose nature of our soil, yeah. as well as the, the terrain and the elevation. I mean, the elevation change freaks people out. Like, I love just hanging out in the parking lot and just having people walk up like, "How do you jet your bike for this?" <laughs> I don't know. You just do it and you go and see what happens. I mean, yeah. it's, it sucks up there and it's going to suck down here. I mean, it's 4,000 feet. You know, it's it's going to be tough. Oh, uh, yeah. I don't that's, even, kind of, that's like a whole other way to look at it is that if you're making that kind of elevation change that when you're start, you know, baseline, you could jet here. But then once you get to the very top, you're like, well, I could either try to have a lot of power there or I could have shit power there and get more at the baseline. Like. I don't want to have to think about that. Absolutely. Uh, don't you know what I mean? Like, do, you want, do you want more power toward the top? <laughs> I mean, toward the top. 
there? Yeah. I think you froze up. Are yeah. I you, like got so bad about what we had to say that you just couldn't hear some. This is nice headphones. My wife got me these for Christmas. I think they're fantastic headphones. Well, the, the good thing I, is, is that you guys are amazing fillers. So whenever I slack on my job, you guys are the ones that are making this happen. So I really appreciate the fact that you guys are so amazing at what you do. We're just here to watch Ohio State Michigan play because it's a, it's a close game. It's I cannot to believe how freaking ugly. That I I cannot stand Michigan. What is up with this? Wolverines. It's bright They're yellow. Bright They're, yellow. They have yellow bright. We're gonna sock. commentate a game that you can't see. I know. That's, I was like, so that so it's from a good filler to a bad filler. It's dirt bikes, right? I don't know what they're wearing, but it's like they got spandex on their knees. And, is that? Did is you guys it, talk about Supercross at all last week? Oh, uh, we didn't talk about Supercross at all last week. We just kind of because I guess like we were just kind of waiting for you, and so. Uh, oh, we all right? Because you asked me on Monday, "Hey, we're good, right?" And I was like, "Oh, uh, I haven't." I actually have a party at home, and I forgot to tell you about that. And it's all it's all good. I so just... you're you can you're cool, right? Oh yeah, I got nothing going on. I'll just hang out with you guys all night. What time is this thing in? <laughs> well, well, technically it ends when you guys want to go home. But I I can hang out for however. Uh no. Uh if you guys want to talk a little bit about Supercross, I would love to talk about that. The fact that Ryan Dudgey came in with the first win, I was super excited about that. Uh, we got all kinds of, and then Ken Roxon coming away with his second win. I think it was uh, a pretty amazing weekend. I'm glad to see Ryan jump, or the other Ryan, Dungy, step up. And Actually, what was the coolest was in the heat, like, when he comes up to the line, because I'm all pissed off at my KTM 350 right now. <laughs> no, no, no. He came up to the heat race, and all of a sudden, the gate drops, and he goes, oh. <laughs> Yeah, his air shock just totally goes out. Yeah, dude. Like, yeah, that was insane. It was crazy. It's fun to... Watch it like that, though, because it means... See it on the fly like that. No, I'm trying to make sure that my wife's not watching TV because if she's watching TV, we're gonna lose uh, we're gonna lose internet, and that's just never good for anybody. So we're trying to figure out what's going on there. Somebody's heckling me in here. Yeah, you gotta get like in the bathtub for God's sake. I know, it's like, stop watching TV, get back in the bathtub, what the heck? What do you guys, you guys don't have a satellite? What's that? TV? TV, yeah, I'm not too sure. All right, well, Jamie's going to get another drink really quick, I think. But you can't see okay, yeah, we were having some issues with the with our connection, unfortunately, so we were kind of going in and out there. Yeah, the fact that Ryan Dungey did everything he did on that KTM this past weekend was quite amazing. Um, I don't really know how he could come back from that, but I, maybe he was just angry, and he needs to get angry more often. But 
That was pretty awesome, and I'm glad that he beat everybody that everybody said he couldn't beat. Whether they're having good seasons, they're injured, they're not. I mean, they're there. F it. Like, you can't take anything away from the guy. He's done it. There it is. So now it's going to be up to everybody just to continue to try to either beat him or he's going to try to beat them, and it's going to be a fantastic season, I think. It's going to be fun. Yes. Yeah. Absolutely. All right. Wicked awesome. Okay, you guys, tell us where we can learn more about this uh, this race as we come down to August. Any kind of social media crap that you guys have going on where we can learn more about you all as well. We don't have crap. I don't know what you guys got, got down there, but we don't have crap here. Awesomeness here. Uh, I like it. You can, you can go to BigSkyXC.com. We're officially not the Big Sky XC anymore. We're the Big Sky off-road national championship but we'll continue to maintain bigskyxc.com you can go to facebook at backslash facebook.com backslash bigskyxc.com or twitter our handle is bigskyxc so we have a handle on twitter yeah we have the tweeter we don't have um we don't have big antennas on our trucks <laughs> I don't have a handle on it, but I kind of get it a little. So uh, you can check that out there. We, we try to keep Facebook especially up to date. So if somebody's really going to find out what's going on with Facebook, and that's the best way to send us. We try to keep up to date on information. Well, good. Website as well. All right, so Big Sky XC on Twitter. You guys can find them Facebook.com slash Big Sky XC. Obviously, it's not going to be Big Sky XC.com anymore. Uh, it's going to be the Big Sky Off-Road Amateur National Championship. So that once they get the website updated with that, we're going to be able to move forward with it, and it will be the way it is going to be. Uh, obviously, this has been Seat Time. SeatTime.co is where you can find us on the Internet, and as well, Facebook, Facebook.com slash Seat Time, and on Twitter, which is uh, Twitter.com slash Seat Time. Those are all the places you can find us. Unfortunately, we did just kind of lose a connection. We don't know if it was in on, on our end or their end, but we just wanted to say thank you guys for tuning in. It's been a really fun time. We're obviously going to have this up tomorrow so you guys can watch again, Brian. pay attention to some more stuff, and uh, we'll see how it's going to go. I don't really know. So uh, we thank everybody for paying attention. Enjoy a pint full of awesome. This has been Seat Time. We'll see you guys next week. Thank you.